Amen. Sounded like the theme of our worship was Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Nothing wrong with that. Do you agree? Give the worship team and all the others who participate, the band and all of that. Now, it's a joy to be here. I want to talk to you tonight about uh, maintaining a positive spirit and attitude. I, uh, I, I love those messages that I deal with because I think one of the great challenges that we have often in our culture is having a positive attitude about the things of God, having a positive attitude in our culture. There are just so many things that can get in our way. And what, what is, if I call, what is an attitude as you understand? I give us a working definition tonight. Here it is. It is a chosen feeling, a chosen feeling or emotion about a fact or a state of mind. So I get to choose whether it's a feeling or an emotion about a fact or a state of mind. I just choose to remain positive. A positive attitude is an asset to every person. Life is easier when we discipline ourselves to say, I want to remain positive about this. And you see, a positive attitude is an asset that everyone can enjoy regardless of your intellect. You can be the most uh, ignorant person in the world and still have a positive attitude or regardless of your strength or the lack thereof or your size or whether or not your looks or your appearance or your physical ability or your education or your position or your financial security or whether or not you have a salary, you can have a positive attitude. You can just maintain that. I believe that with all of my heart. But most people, if you study carefully, are not born with a positive attitude. They're not born with it, but rather they have chosen to develop it. Chosen to develop it over a, power, a power, period of time and a positive perspective about people and life in general. How many of you by raised hand, you like living? May I see your hand? I do. I'm not, I didn't wake up this morning and say I'd like to die today. I didn't. I like living. Well, if I like living and you're going to live today, why not live with joy in your heart? Why not be positive about it? Why not, why not take, why take issue with everything under the sun? Why take issue with whether or not the time goes forward next week, springing forward or not? Somebody said, I'm just really, I hate that. I don't like that. You know what? Who cares what you like? Have you learned that already? Who cares what you like? Here's what's going to happen. It's going to spring forward next week, whether I like it or not. Well, I don't like losing an hour of sleep. Be positive about it. Go to bed early. How many know you can interact with a negative emotion and make it positive with all of your heart? Here's what I like to believe. One bad apple doesn't have to spoil the whole basket. You believe that? One bad apple. But I'll tell you what, one bad apple can sure make the life of all the other family members just miserable as all get out. Hello? Until somebody's willing to deal with that negative spirit. Our example tonight is Joseph. And Joseph, of course, was a man who knew what it was to go through the ringer and to have opposition that faced him over and over and over again. Our example will guide us to believe that blessings do follow those more quickly, those with a positive spirit and attitude, than those who wake up negatively every single day. So let me give you a couple of things that I think that might help you focus on something bigger than yourself. 
Say that with me. Focus on something bigger than yourself. Make your world larger than what it is. Genesis 37, 5a. Joseph had a dream. Say that with me. Joseph had a dream. How many of you are dreamers? May I see your hand? I talked to someone the other day that had a dream, and I thought, what, how unique is that? How many of you have nightmares once in a while? Okay. They're not good, are they? But dreams can be positive. Here's, here's something I'd like to share as a quote. A bad attitude is always a product of selfishness. A bad attitude is always a product of selfishness. Why? Why do you say that? Because you see, a bad attitude is all about you. It's all about making your life miserable. It's all about making someone, well, I don't care what they think. That's your problem. It's selfishness. We know that Joseph was 17 years of age. We know he was the youngest son of Jacob. We know he was the apple of his father's eye. And we know that he was given a dream by God. Did any kids, let me just pause, are, are there any kids left in the building? Did you get to go to Children's Church? Anybody, all the kids, if you're still here and you're a kid, you're missing a fabulous program over there, seeing no one moving. I'm assuming that everybody else is an adult. This dream that Joseph had was larger and bigger than he had ever known or even imagined. And often bad attitudes develop when we allow our world to shrink because of something negative. You know what? When your world shrinks, the smaller your world gets, the more it's about you, the more disadvantage do you have in life. You see, it's a negative experience that you've had. All of us have had negative experience. Has anyone in the last week had somebody disagree with you? May I see your hand? Anybody have any in disagree with you? Were you married to them? Raise your hand. Sure, disagreed with you. If you wake up and you're living life, somebody's going to disagree with you. How many of you have someone in your life that agrees with you more than disagrees with you? How many would like to have someone in your life that would agree or disagree? Okay, a few hands out there. Agree. This perspective of life is vastly important when we have a dream that's bigger than we are. Joseph had the dream, if you judge it carefully, that was exciting, that was powerful, that was influential, that was filled with fantasy, and virtually impossible if his brothers had to vote whether it ever come to pass. Why is that point important? Here it is, because otherwise we and our world are reduced to basic survival without the dressings of a dream, without the dressings of a positive attitude to make our world bitter. We, we deal more with problems and conflict and choose never to experience hope in a better tomorrow. Do you know that tomorrow you can wake up and no sooner than get up and get on your way, something I promise you is going to cross, is going to cross your desk, cross in front of you in the car, get in your way that's, that can create a moment of a negative emotion in you. I mean, right on, well, it's Monday morning again. And before you know it, you're and your whole day is spent. 
Your whole day is spent because that one negative thing just came at you. Well, let me encourage you to do something special. When you awaken tomorrow morning, why don't you make your mind up to do something positive for somebody? Why don't you make your mind up and say, this is my hope. I can do something positive for someone else. Psychologist William James said, that which holds our attention determines our actions. So I'm focused on the negative, focused on the problem, focused on the wrong, focused on what's happened and been done to me that's not been popular. Then he says, that which holds my attention is going to determine my action, and I'm going to play in that direction. And God has given us joy, unspeakable and full of glory. God has given us redemption. God has made a way many times where there is no way. God's kept your family safe. God is intervening in, in areas of your life that you never thought he would, would, would. And then you got some area, some negative thing, some bear that's got your attention and that just weights you down. I encourage you, say, okay, I'm gonna put that in that category. It's difficult. It is hard. It is, it is, it is beyond my wildest imagination. But God, I just wanna thank you. There are a whole lot of other things I can praise you about. I can thank you about. I'm asking you to deal with that problem. But as for me and my house, I'm gonna remain positive by the grace and the power of God. I'm going to have a positive attitude. Somebody tells you you're ugly. You are ugly. Say it with me, everybody. You are ugly. What's your response going to be? Thank you very much. But I just happen to be the best looking one in my whole family. You can turn it around and be positive. Now, here it is. Listed here are 10 ways we can look beyond where we are. All right, here we go. You're burdened down. You got a challenge. Here, here's number one. Believe that God created you as a special individual. And number two, always look toward a better tomorrow. Number three, believe the best in every situation. Number four, believe all challenges are opportunities for you to grow. Number five, believe that there is more to life than what you have now. Number six, give others your very best regardless. Number seven, remember every day presents new opportunities. Number eight, do not allow opposition to discourage you. Number nine, accept the fact that others may not understand. And number 10, seek God first, period. All those things, what do they do? They help me. You see, life is more than where you are in the middle of the muck. There's a more, more for you to discover than what you've already discovered. And a positive attitude comes in believing that something bigger is on its way that's before you. And it's coming by the grace of God. Number two, plow through the attitude busters. Say that with me, plow through the attitude busters plow through here we go genesis 40 23 the chief cupbearer however did not remember joseph he forgot him he forgot him have you ever forgotten one of your children and you left them behind anybody here will to admit that how many of you wanted to leave one of them behind before <laughs> yeah. He forgot him. Wow. 
Positive attitudes to develop, here's where they develop from within. Don't let anyone control your mental state of emotion. People, circumstances, and situation in life that are negative influencers must have permission to invade your world. They have to have your permission. Oh, you're ugly. Yeah, but I'm the best looking one in my family. Oh, you are ugly. Yeah, I've said that about myself for a lot of years. You know what you're doing? You're just taking the sting right away from them. You know what they want? They want to see your emotion and they want to come back. Don't do it. Oh, you're ugly. Yeah, I know. I realize that. But in my present state of being ugly still is a whole lot better looking than you are. In other words, there's always something that can bring a positive resolve. And you must choose to keep that positive mental attitude. I like this. It's in context, and it's Mary Marty who shared a parable, and it's with the eye of the needle. And I like it right here. It said a holy man was engaged in morning meditation, and he was out to out by a river and under the tree and the tree roots of course stretched all the way across the riverbed well during his time of meditation he noticed that the river began to rise and a scorpion was caught in the roots and was about to drown and so the holy man crawled out on the roots and reached down to free the scorpion but every time he did so the scorpion struck back at him Well, an observer looked at that and said, hey, holy man, don't you know that's a scorpion? Yes. It said it is his nature, the nature of a scorpion, to want to sting. So when you put your hand, he strikes back. Okay. The holy man replied, that may well be, but it is my nature to save And must I change my nature because the scorpion does not change its nature? Why should I bow down to the nature of the scorpion? My nature is to redeem. Oh, you little scorpion, you little devil, you, you can go ahead and drown. But my nature is to save and redeem. Oh, my Lord. The Lord, many times, the Lord Jesus has reached down to us many times when we struck back. But it's his nature to keep redeeming. Somebody say amen. Amen. Joseph had many negative people and situations that assailed him. There were many. Herod, or hated by his brothers, thrown into the pit, sold as a slave, falsely accused, thrown into prison, yet innocent. The cupbearer forgot him, as we read a moment ago, and he spent years being enslaved. Years. But, oh, he had that positive attitude. Positive attitude is a treasure that cannot be stolen. It can only be given away. A positive attitude given away. Nobody can steal it. How beautiful that is. Wow. Understanding. You see... I deal with a lot of people every day. And let me say this. If you stick around long enough with the same group of people, if there's one in that bunch that's got 
just an old negative attitude. You know who they are. You agree or disagree? You agree. You know who they are. You know there's some people that you know if you put them in a specific situation, guess what? They're going to react negatively every single time. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just write them off. I won't hang out with them. I won't communicate with them. I won't be a part of them because I can't stand a negative spirit. Well, guess what? Then who is a redeemer, our nature, will reach out to them and create that relationship with them to the degree we can have the privilege of, of speaking in to their lives. How wonderful is that? That negative spirit. Because here's what I believe. A positive attitude will always win over a negative attitude. But listen carefully. Often a positive attitude gives up quicker than a negative attitude. It does. So I want to remain connected. Let me give you 10 attitude busters. Are you ready? Never take opposition personally. That sound good? You're ugly. Don't take that personally. Blame it on your mama. Listen carefully, friend. If you take everything somebody says to you and everything that someone, they do to you, and you take it personally, you're going to be one miserable lad. Number two, never speak when negative thoughts loom. Never speak when negative thoughts loom in a situation. Number three, maintain an attitude of grace and mercy. How many times have I been forgiven? I don't even know. So grace here. Number four, run from the pity party. Woe is me. Woe is me, a pity party. Number five, pray and allow the person of God to show through. That person that you know who you are to show through. Number six, change your or choose your battles carefully. Don't, you don't have to fight everything that comes along wanting to fight. You, just don't have to, you don't have to correct. You don't have to take issue with everything. Live a life that says, I want to enjoy the blessing of the Lord. Number seven, understand the nature of opposition. The nature of opposition. The nature of sometimes opposition sharpens you and doesn't come necessarily to destroy you. Number eight, choose to be a victor and not a victim. Number nine, be compassionate. Be compassionate. And number 10, always honor God first. Always. Always. Not one time do we read where Joseph desired to retaliate. Not once. And a positive attitude will guide you to a peaceful resolution in your heart well before you arrive there physically. Joseph had already decided in his heart of hearts how he was going to respond to his brothers when he saw them. If in his mind and his attitude to say one day, one day what goes around comes around, one day it's going to be my turn, 
One day I'm going to be able to see them and buddy, I'm going to lower the boom on them. And that's exactly what they thought. When they realized who he was, they thought we are cooked. We're done. But you know what Joseph said? No, I could see this day happening. And what you didn't know that God sent me before you to be able to make a way of deliverance for all of you. And that's the reason I have remained committed to Almighty God. What you'll find is peace in the midst of great trials. Martin Luther King Jr. quoted, and I share with you, man must evolve for all human conflict a method which rejects revenge, aggression, and retaliation. And the foundation of such method is what we call love. Love will not retaliate. Love doesn't desire to get even. Love doesn't want revenge. Love wants the peace of God. Number three, be patient with God and the process. Say that with me, be patient with God and the process. Genesis 45, but God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. Joseph was 17 when he was sold into slavery. He was 30 when he finally made the top level of leadership. And he spent 13 years in despair, yet he remained positive. 13 years in despair. 13 years in despair. He developed that positive attitude, and it came from several sources. Some people can remain positive because it's a, a genetic inheritance. I mean, they, they have one of the members of their family, mom and dad, that just, you know, happy all the time. Number two, uh, learned skill. That's where most of us get it, a learned skill. We just learn to develop it. And number three, it's, uh, it's the bad situations the trials and challenges that come our way that sharpen us and we learn hey the last time I took the low road I took the road of retaliation I took the road of pity I took the road of get even I took the road of revenge I took the road and the next thing I knew I found myself bitter I found myself mad I found myself angry I found myself depressed that's the road that I took and the road that I should have taken was to say that can make me a better person. And God has given us a process in all of our hearts and our lives. And the only way that your world will become positive is for you to just simply say, in his name, I will remain upbeat and positive in that situation. James Allen, one of the great tech men of the world, said, good thoughts and actions can never produce bad results. And bad thoughts and actions can never produce good results. What a winner. What a great word. Often, the reason people don't achieve their dreams, the reason they don't achieve their dreams is that they desire to change their results without changing their thinking. If God cannot look at you and me and be proud of us, if he can't look at us and say, there's a light in the midst of darkness, if he can't look at us and say, you can't make up your mind whom you want to serve, 
You can't make up your mind whether you want to smile or frown. You can't make up your mind whether you want to be an asset to those around you or just a liability all the time. You, you can't make up your mind to be able to overcome difficult circumstances in your life. And every time I hear you, every time I see you, every time you post, it is negative, 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 negative. And if that's true, that's who you are. But the blood of Jesus Christ can change that natural tendency. The blood of Jesus can change all of those things that's harmed and hurt you. He can change and bring healing to your heart and your life and give you hope for tomorrow. Amen. You see, it's no fun not having fun. Well, you can post that on Facebook. It's no fun not having fun. You see, they don't achieve it. Here's the word at this point. He says, just be patient. Be patient. It'll come around by the grace of God. Genesis 45, 7. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. Did, did, did Joseph know that at the beginning? No. Did he know why he was in the pit by God's plan? No. Did he know why that Potiphar's household lied about him? No. Did he know that, hey, I'm going to spend 13 years and that cupboard is going to forget me? No, it was all a part of his life. But here's what it is. He made his mind up how he was going to live. And when he kept focus on how he was going to live, all these other things tried to tag him, but none of them could. Because every day he made his mind up, I had a dream and I believe in Jehovah God. And I believe that that which he promised me and gave to me is in fact going to come to pass. So what are you believing for? What dream are you? What, what is it that you are believing for? You say, well, I've reached that stage. I don't have anything else to believe for. Then you need to go back to the altar and ask God to give you something. And stay there until he does. You see, here's what he did. He plowed through the attitude busters because his dreams, they were bigger than he was. Bigger than he was. He discovered the reason for the journey and the reality of, of the dream in due season. So, Clement Stone said, and I quote, Keep your mind off the things you don't want by keeping it on the things you do want. You want joy? Keep your mind on it. You want happiness? Keep your mind on it. You want love? Keep your mind on it. You want friends? Keep your mind on it. Be friendly. I said be friendly if you want friends. You want people to call you blessed? Then be blessed in your head. Amen? Would you stand? Heavenly Father, we thank you now because we've heard the Word of God in these few moments together. And we have not minced any words. We know. We know that those online that are listening, that Father God, you have the ability to touch them and let your word burn in their heart. And then some in this room right now, this is their message. They're claiming it. They know what they need. They know by the grace of God what it's going to take for them to just simply switch gears. 
change roadmaps. God, do something different. God, in Jesus' name, a negative thought, a negative ability, a negative influence, a negative personality will follow us wherever we go. And we can fret over mistakes that we have made and the consequences therein. Or we can say, you know what? For this season and time, I'm just going to pick up and I'm going to believe God. Because God's, God's got the score. God knows what he's doing. And I've made a decision that his power in me is greater than the power of darkness. And that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And that I'm not going to let the devil speak to me about how I ought to behave. So heads are bowed. And I know some of you, no doubt in your heart and your life, you say, I'm just not in tune with God. That's why you're bitter. That's why your life is miserable. That's why you can't get it straight. That's why you look around and every time. You look at last week and you check every day. Positive, negative, positive, negative, positive, negative. And all the negative things, that's what you keep talking about. All the things you didn't get, all the things that happened. Stop it. In the name of Jesus, stop it. And take time to praise God, maybe for the one thing that he did get right in your life. And boy, move in on that one. Stand strong by the grace of the Lord. So you might be here and you might be listening online. We're going to pray this prayer. Would you repeat it after me? Here we go. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. And thanks for giving me forgiveness. I repent of my sins. I have made mistakes. I've not done what I knew that I should do. I, God, have rejected you. I haven't paid any attention to you. But today, I humble myself and say, please forgive me. Come into my heart and redeem me. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. You believe God answered prayer? I said, you believe God answered prayer? Listen to me, friend. One bad apple won't spoil the whole basket. But if it's left there long enough, it will stink and begin to rot the others. Live your life in a way that you're not selfish and not be a liability to others around you who know your negativity. Change. Change, I don't know how to change. Yes, you do. Change. Discipline yourself. Get in the altar. Trust God. Say to somebody you know, love, and trust, call me out. Call me out every time you hear me hit that negative trait. You call me out. I don't want to live that way. Call me out. And you trust that person. And some of you need prayer in your bodies. Isn't it wonderful God created a way whereby we end the church? That's why we, one of the reasons we come to church to love on God and have community together. But it's come so that, hey, we have the altar. We have the altar and people can come to the altar get anointed with oil according to James 5. And God will heal you. He will heal you. 
by his grace. We're going to sing this worship song. We'll wait for you to come as God directs you, and I'll give the benediction in just a moment. Here we go. We're going to wait on you. You come on down. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. It's been a practical message that we all sure ought to listen to. Hopefully the message didn't give somebody a bad attitude. Hopefully encouraged them to let's be positive in our walk with you. And Jesus, I pray you convict us all. There are all certain areas that we just get bent out of shape. Would you convict us? Would you help us? Would you help us to hold our tongue? God, be a peacemaker. Would you help us with that? Would you take us from this time and service and give us a great week and let us be overcomers, minister and bring healing to those that are home and maybe watching online, God? Give extra special grace and minister in those needs. And God, bring us back. Bring us back Wednesday night and, and then next Sunday, God, as we enjoy the blessing of the Lord. And we'll praise you for it in Christ's name. And everyone said amen. Listen carefully now. Next Sunday night is water baptism. If you have made a commitment to Christ, you need to get water baptized. Or maybe, maybe you made a commitment a long time ago and you've never been water baptized. It's time to do that, okay? So go ahead, pay attention to what the bulletin says and let's plan to have a great water baptismal service. God bless you as you go and may the Lord's anointing rest with you, amen. <laughs>